Hello and happy Friday, everyone. Anne-Marie, hello. Anne-Marie, I cannot wait till someday we get to share physical space. I'm just, I'm banking on that and we're going to have a good time. I've already imagined it in my mind. So there you have it. And welcome to anyone else who's on. Please say hello and tell us where you're from and do us a favor and hit the share button. Um, that that's helpful. Okay. So today we are talking about the God who draws near to the brokenhearted. Isn't it so, aren't you glad? Let me say it that way. Aren't you glad that God draws near to the brokenhearted? I, I am so glad that I, I'm guessing hello love is actually my husband and not an edited life. Ha ha ha. Um, hi, John. Good morning, Vicki. Hi, Pepper. It's good to have you guys on. So yes, we're going to, I just, I feel just the, the tenderness of, of God's heart this week. And, um, which is, can I just say, I love him in any way he wants to come, but there's something about the God who stoops low that, that is like a breath of fresh air. It's like a, a pause. It's like after a long run and being able to catch your breath, you know, does it feel like that to anyone else? Tell me in the comments. I just, I, I love these moments where we can actually like, just take a second and, and feel him in a different way. And, and when he's, when he's coming and he's stooping down low and he's not the raging fire, it, um, it allows me personally to just feel like I can melt, like I can let my guard down for just a moment and just be, you know? Yeah. Yes, Pepper, I see you. Um, so let's go to Psalm 34. We might be all over the place. You know, sometimes God just gives me pictures and I try to make sense of it with scripture. So here we go. Who, who's ready for the ride? Here we go. So let's go to Psalm 34 and we'll read through that first. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. Oh my gosh. Hi, Lisa. I love you. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all of my fears. This would be a really great place to, to pause and, and just consider. I sought the Lord. It doesn't say that he did anything outside of I sought the Lord. I turned and I fixed my gaze on him. Right? And he answered me and rescued me from all my fears, not some of them, all my fears. You guys, it's in the seeking of him that we can feel that the fears being lifted off of us. But we have to first be the brave ones who, who admit that you have fears, that, that, that you, you have a reason to turn and face him, right? I think that so often we we try to, to be brave enough 
And, and here's the thing. He does tell us to have, have courage, to go in strength and to go in courage and to be brave and bold and all of that. But, but that's forward facing. That's not while facing him. We don't have to be. We can let our guard down when we're with him. Anyway, I just love that. He rescued me from all my fears. Those who look. <sighs> yes, 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 Lisa, me too. Um, those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. Hmm. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. Don't forget what the substance of heaven is, right? Peace and joy and righteousness are the substances of the heavenly realm, right? So those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all of his troubles. If you are in a space of being surrounded by troubles, I just have to ask you this one simple question. Have you relented? Have you? We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the spirit of stubbornness, a spirit of stiff necked people, because this is what gets in the way of us being able to say that he rescued me from all of my troubles. We have to be those who are humble enough to admit that there are troubles, right? Like, I think that we get into this space of thinking, I can do it. I've got this. And we never take the time to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, I'm in trouble. I have fears, right? He can't draw near to the brokenhearted if you can't admit that you're brokenhearted. It's that simple. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. I just learned something on this. I promise I won't pause after every verse, but I just learned that the more that we acknowledge the scriptures that talk about the angels, the more that they will become our reality. So let's read that one again. Verse 7, 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Mm. Okay, so now you have to tell me if you start to feel the presence of the angelic closing in on you. That's just fun. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. You who are his holy ones, fear the Lord. For those who fear him lack nothing. Those who fear him lack nothing. Oh, Father, right now, I'm just asking that you release the fear of the Lord in every space that is tuned in right now. I just ask that you would release the fear of the Lord so that we can join in and say that we are those who lack nothing. All that we need is found there. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all will be added, right? young lions lack food and go hungry but those who seek the lord will not lack any good thing 
Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I love this. I love that David is like, I want you to know what I know, right? Have you ever done that where you like, you have a revelational download and you're like, ah, I need everyone to know this because it rescued me, right? That's what David's doing. Come, come sit, listen, listen, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is someone who desires life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it, Anne-Marie. Yes, you always phone Jane. I love that. Okay, so I have to admit that I actually kind of want to observe you and Jane's friendship in real life because I just think that that would be entertaining. Anyway. Uh, Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. Ouch. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted, and he saves those crushed in spirit. Again, you guys, we have to, we have to admit it, right? We can't, we can't be so stubborn and stiff necked that, that we can't admit that, that we're feeling a crushing, that, that we feel brokenhearted. I don't know what your go-to is when you're feeling, when you're allowing, listen, we have to allow it. When we're allowing ourselves to, to admit the brokenheartedness, that, ah, oh, I feel so crushed. And um, do, do you have a go-to thing that you do? Um, for me, it's, it's worship. I have, I have songs that I will play on repeat in this space because they have memory for me and they remind me of his goodness that I can admit that this just sucks. And I know that he is going to enter in to that crushing space and he's going to come low to meet me where I'm at. I love, I don't you love the scripture that says, that he is the lifter of our head. He is the one. He, in order to be the lifter of your head, he has to stoop low, right? This is, this is God we're talking about. The one whose holiness is not rivaled. He stoops low just to lift your head just to put his gentle hand under your chin and lift your head just enough to lock eyes with him. That's who he is. That's who he is. But we have to invite him into it. And in order for him to feel invited in, we have to be humble enough to say, ouch, you know, this hurts. This hurts, God. Like, I am hurting. 
Oh gosh. Hi, Chris. Welcome. The glory and the lifter of our heads. Yes. Oh gosh. I just love that song. Um, yeah, he's the one that surrounds us. Verse 19, one who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. I'm going to read that one again because this is really important because I think that we get into a whiny place. Why me, God, right? One who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. Wow. That's amazing. One who is righteous. How do we attain righteousness? We seek first his kingdom and his righteousness right? We seek first in these spaces where it feels, I'm I'm talking about the kinds of things that makes you want to run away, okay? I'm talking about the things that make you want to hide. I'm talking about the things that, that maybe would be humiliating for you. That's what I'm talking. I'm talking about that level of brokenheartedness, that kind of crushing, He, he's the one who rescues because we have turned to face him. We have turned back to him. We've said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I want your eyes on this. We have to be brave enough to say, search me in this scenario, right? I know it's easier said than done because we, we, we believe that somehow God can't look on our mess, that, that he's far too holy for that. We need his holiness scanning us. Come on, somebody ask, Father, come and do a holy scan, right? We need him to do that. We need him. Verse 20, he protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil brings death to the wicked and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. Listen, if you are in a space right now that feels tight, that feels crushing, that feels limited, I think that I have felt like I've been on a um, threshing floor for months now. And, and there is just a, I love, I love the story of Gideon because it says that he is actually threshing in a wine press and anyone else like, that's how I, I feel is like, I am being threshed in a wine press. That's in, Tense, right? Okay. I I wanted to I wanted to read Psalm thirty four so we could really lay out who God is, and He is the one who draws near. He's the one that stoops low because we need Him. We need Him to enter into our, our messy scenarios. Now, God had given me a picture. He started talking to me about yokes which is not a, a common place for me to, to go, but he was talking to me about yokes and, um, and uh, um, he's, he showed me these, these um, well, he was talking about being unequally yoked and, and how that's actually something that a lot of people are experiencing right now, whether it's in marriage 
or work. And he even told me that we we can even become unequally yoked with the land, which is interesting. And I need to dive into that more before I say much more about that, because that was new. Um, and, and that's how revelation works, right? It exposes us to new information. And remember the scripture that says that the glory of God is to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search it out. So to be unequally yoked with the land is not something that I completely understand, but I'm intrigued enough to put on my king crown and go searching out the matter, right? But he's showing, talking about being unequally yoked and how there's a lot of people that are experiencing the pain of being unequally yoked. And again, this can be in, in various types of relationships. And what he was telling me is that typically brokenheartedness comes from disappointed expectations in relationships, right? Yeah, yes, Anne-Marie, I, I look forward to that too. <laughs> um, let me say that again. He, God was showing me that brokenheartedness typically comes from disappointed expectation in relationships. Okay. Now, perhaps we have created unrealistic expectations. I'm not saying that that's always the case, but I am saying that I know that sometimes that happens. Anyway, he was talking about yokes and being unequally yoked. And and the whole purpose of being yoked, we know, is to haul a big load, right? And, um, and, and we can be yoked in ministry, we can be yoked in, in relationships, in, on the job, you know, there's just various things that um, that we can be yoked to. And yokes aren't bad. We know that in, in Matthew 11, that Jesus himself says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden. Let's just read it. Why try? Why try? When I can... And I could simply just turn to it. It's um, 1128, Matthew 1128. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who wants some of that, right? Jesus, ah, uh, look at him bowing his heart low, saying, "Listen, what what I give is is it's light, and it's easy, and I I'm humble of heart, right? Gosh, gosh, Jesus, oh man, you're just sometimes your goodness is just too overwhelming. Anyway, so God was showing me this picture of of a yoke and, and yokes are made from wood. Right. And, um, and what I saw in, in yokes are, are, if you don't know what a yoke is, it's, it was, it was used to, um, to train oxen, to move together, to typically deal with the land. And, um, and, and so, you know, there was like a piece that fit over their necks, but it was joined together. So they moved together. Right. Well, when you are unequally yoked, it, it, it's, Actually, a yoke was to train them. Like if there was a, a, they would they would partner a weaker animal with a stronger one to bring it up, right? But when there is stiff-necked and stubbornness and rebellion at play, it's nearly impossible for the the equally yoking to happen. 
And, um, and this is what God was showing me is that in, in the, with this, this spirit of stubbornness, there is a dry atmosphere that comes with it. Well, what do we know is true of wood and, and the, the, the saturation of the atmosphere, right? We, we know that a, um, when there's moisture in the atmosphere, wood swells, right? Like there, there's room created within a wood structure, but where there is a dry atmosphere, it shrinks. So what you have is an unequal yoking because one fits nicely and isn't tight and snug and it's not strangling the animal but where there's stubbornness and a in rebellion and a refusal to admit because we're talking about brokenheartedness right to admit the brokenhearted mess to admit i need help to admit i need your counsel lord that that's a dry atmosphere and it shrinks it and it makes it tight and you feel choked out. Is this resonating? Are you, are you following the picture here? This was, this was like so good for me to see. I, I, I have to have my eyes on something. If my hands can't be on it, my eyes have to be on something. And so that's what he was showing me is that with the two sides of this yoke, that they were different because one has has swelled under the the atmosphere of righteousness, right? Because we know that there is moisture with the righteous sons of God, right? There is oil involved. And so not only is is it expanding, but it's also lubricated with the oil around the neck. And so it's comfortable, right? But when you're yoked with with another who is is under a stubbornness and let's can we just call it a stubborn spell because that's what i think that it is i think that it's a stubborn spell an unwillingness to admit brokenness right a, an unwillingness to humble yourself that's what it is. And that creates an unequal yoking. And so this is what I saw God do. I saw him just lift this thing right off and break it. And he said, it's worn and splintered anyway. And he's wanting to re-yoke people, partnerships right now. And, and Anne-Marie, this is where I think that the land comes in is that that we haven't allowed ourselves to to be yoked to the land because we have not lent it our ear to even hear the history that it's wanting to release because the land is aching for a healing that the sons and daughters of glory carry but we have to actually take our rightful place before we can release anything that's going to do the land any good so god's not actually going to yoke us with the land until we are releasing what the land needs He's not going to cause the land to to um, expose its wounds until we are carrying the salve that it needs, right? So um, that's that's as much sense as I can make of that right now. But um, so he's re-yoking 
things. And, and, and I saw that, that in, um, <laughs> I, I saw that, that in, in relationships, whether it be in marriage relationships, perhaps it's, it's, um, mother and, and child, father and child. Um, I can tell you this much that there is a fatherlessness that is, um, growing grosser and grosser as time goes by. And we really need to be encouraging the men in our lives to expand because here's the problem. This isn't an an expand or die over the individual. This is an expand or die over a generation. If we do not have men that are willing to take on the yoke of fatherhood, We're going to lose an expression of fatherhood in an entire generation, and that is not okay. I I feel the weeping heart of Father God on this, and it's intense. There is a, a, a spiritual fatherlessness that is missing from the majority of our churches, and we need it back. We need to be praying. Listen to me. We need to be interceding on behalf of the father. Something has been robbed. It has been absolutely robbed from the men uh, walking the planet right now. It is, it's, it's, it's sad to me that, that this has been absolutely taken from the men and I can't even put my finger on it. I I'm, I'm hoping, no, I just know it's going to happen. I'm just going to, I'm just going to call it. There, there are, there are going to be men in the next days that lay hold of what it is that, that is missing because this is, this is something, even, even when God, um, when he begins to give revelation on what has been stolen, it is still the glory of Kings to go search it out. You know? It's ours to take back. And so we are going to see a, a company of men rise up and, and begin to take their rightful place as fathers. We desperately need the expression of fathers right now. Desperately need the expression of fathers. I can't emphasize that enough. We, we need it. We absolutely need it. And I'm not saying that that it's it's not happening in, in some regard. I'm talking overall. We need a greater expression of fathering on the earth today. We just do. We, we need it. We need the men to be who they were created to be. And I think that that some of the, the feminist movement that has infiltrated um, the body of Christ has usurped that to, to some degree. And um, I, I think that there's probably even some repentance that needs to be done uh, on behalf of that movement creeping in and dictating how the body of Christ should handle men. Because we we can't we can't we we can't continue to downplay this thing this is this is like this is real this is a serious issue covid has nothing on this issue you know what i'm saying like this is this is very real we need we need men we need fathers that's all i'll say about that so anyway um so god is he's taking these 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 unequal um, pieces of yokes and he is breaking them because he is wanting to re-yoke his people. He is wanting to re-yoke ministries and marriages and and working relationships. And obviously we've already pointed to um to the land. And um but this is going to take 
individuals being willing to admit brokenness, admit that we need the God who stoops low, admit, I've missed it, right? Admit, like, I have created a mess, right? We we have to be willing to do that. And um, and I think that this is where intercession is going to come in. When God God gives a picture of what it is that that He's wanting to do, this is where where we're like, yes, but how? You know, we He's saying that He's wanting to lift these yokes off of off of um off of people and and he's wanting to break them and he's wanting to to re-yoke them and and so I think that this is where intercession comes in where we're like yes but how God what do you want me to do what is my role what is my part in this how do I partner with what it is that you're doing you see it we we look at Matthew um eleven twenty eight and and we actually take on this wrong mentality that oh he doesn't want me yoked that's actually not true he uses yokes right he uses yokes to be able to to move us in the direction that we need to go and it's a absolute beautiful picture of oneness right where we're we're moving in the same direction it doesn't mean we're same. It just means we're moving in the same, we're working together. But what I believe that he's doing is he's coming in because there is a a whole, I mean, like truly what I see is that there there is half of the population that is stubborn and stiff necked and unwilling to admit brokenheartedness. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. And and so we need to be praying. This is why I wish I had Pepper on here with me. <laughs> I should have invited you on so you could lead us in some like uh, it to come. Okay, listen, we will we're, we'll do this. We'll go ahead and put this all together and then um have Pepper put together some some prayer points for intercession. Hey, if you don't have like a um a really good intercessor in your life, get one ASAP. Because we need people who carry that, who carry the burden of the Lord within them, who can actually point in the direction that we need to be moving prayerfully. Because um, the truth is, is that intercession makes things happen. And, um, and and so we need people who carry that to, to lead us, to, to show us how, how, to, how do we partner with God with this? Like, here's... Here's the, like, you know, we, we, we know in part and here's the part, here's my part. This is what I know. God is lifting yokes and he's going to break them because he wants to re-yoke us. And, um, and then you have another person slide in and say, Hey, I can take it from here. This is what it looks like to, to move in the same direction. It doesn't mean we're same because I don't have the same giftedness that I'm using Pepper as an example, because she's just a really powerful intercessor. Can I intercede? Yes, but it is not to the same degree that Pepper can. So, okay, here's a really great picture of being yoked. So if I will allow myself to be yoked with Pepper, I can actually be raised up in her strength of intercession, right? And and this goes for 
any spiritual giftings. This goes for, for really anything, anything that you could think of. Maybe you operate really well in kindness and like you're, you're able to flex kindness like no other. Well, I need to get myself yoked with you so I can learn to flex my kindness. It's just how it works, you guys. But here's, here's the big thing is we have to be willing to allow God in. There are really deep cutting, painful parts of life that we, we are like telling God, you can come this far and no further. And the cycle can't be broken until you let him in, you know, it just can't. Let me look at, let me look at my notes and make sure that, that I got, I got it all. Oh yes, I think I did. I did want to, let's, um, let's move back to, um, I want to read this cause this is really good. Um, this is Psalm 33 just before, you know, the Psalm that we read before. So Psalm 33, we're going to start in 13. The Lord looks down from heaven and observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the hearts of them all, and he considers all their works. I don't know about you, but that's like so comforting to me. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the hearts of them all, and he considers all their works. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by his great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. But look, the Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him. Those who are dependent on his faithful love to rescue them. So, and it goes on to say to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We need to be those who keep our eyes fixed on him. You know, we need to be those who are saying, come examine us with your holy gaze, right? He's not out to hurt us. He's not, he, he is, listen, Jesus is described as the one who's acquainted with suffering. Okay. He wants to draw near in our brokenness. He does. He wants to come close. He's the only answer. It says right here that a king cannot be saved by his army. You know? And a warrior will not be rescued by his own great strength. You can't do it yourself. Bottom line. You can't do it yourself. You need God. You need God to step in. You've made a mess. Just admit it. Repent. Simply means turn and face Jesus, invite him in, let him break the cycle over your life so that you can be equally yoked with where we're going. We are going somewhere, right? Like we, we are those who are wanting to see the glory of the Lord cover the whole earth. Like the water covers the seas. That's who we are. We are those people. So stop playing games with your life and let him in. 
let him come in. He is going to pierce you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He will pierce you, but you need it. It is what is good for you. And even in the piercing, he comes with the healing salve because that's who he is. He's not the one that comes and makes a mess and leaves it that way. He is the one who comes and makes a mess. He pierces the mess and then he heals it. We can trust in him. Matthew 5 tells us, blessed are those who feel their spiritual poverty. For they will inherit the kingdom of God. There's your permission. There's your permission to admit your brokenness. All right, Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. You've been waiting. You've been waiting. I just, I feel you. You've been waiting, almost hovering, waiting for the invitation to enter into our mess. Waiting for us to admit that we need help. Waiting for us to recognize you as the one who stoops low. And we thank you that you are the one who comes as the comforter. Your discipline is a comfort to us. I don't know about you, but I need to say that out loud. Your discipline, God, is a comfort to me. And I recognize that you only discipline those who you love. So draw close and clear out the clutter. And right now, we just trust you. We trust you with what feels like an ash heap. That only you can make sense of such a thing. That only you can turn such a thing into something called beauty. And so we trust you. We trust you. We trust you with these yokes. Jesus, we trust you. And once again, we lay all these crowns down at your feet. All of our crowns down at your feet, Jesus. And we bow low our hearts. And we thank you that you are the one who humbles us. We bow our minds, our will, and our emotions before you, King Jesus. And we willfully take on your nature. We want to love like you do. We want to love like you do, Jesus. Thank you. 
Thank you for stooping down and lifting our heads just to fix our eyes on you. On your righteousness, your holiness, your magnificence. And we praise your name. We praise your name, Jesus. We lift high your name, Jesus. We make much of you. Thank you. Amen. All right, friends. Until next time, have a very blessed, blessed weekend. And invite him in. Okay? I love you. Bye.